Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for Tales from 2AM. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I am so glad to be here with you on this show. This is going to be a great week in Steeler Nation. As the Steelers are about to welcome, let's say right now, eight. Count them eight. Eight new players, and it is coming up only days away. When we are recording the show, it is Sunday morning, and I cannot wait. So we were having some trouble with the sound to start the show. It looks like um, I'm hoping it is back up, and if somebody can let me know on the live chat if it is okay now with a thumbs up, that would be fantastic. So what we're doing is we're going to get ready for the draft. We're going to talk about that. We've been talking about the draft like crazy. That's because that's what you want to talk about. We're probably going to talk a little bit less about the draft on this show today, and I don't think anybody would mind a little departure from that. And please excuse me, unshaven. Usually I like to shave before the show and get ready. I spent the weekend with the uh, with my Boy Scout troop in the uh, woods, camping out in a frigid, a frigid rainstorm, so we, I am back, and I figured that I'm roughing it with you guys today. So you, I usually don't uh, don't take that. Uh, I really make sure that I look pretty good. Sorry, I got a, I got a little fluster there. Sorry, um, my good friend Ryan Lynn Buchler says he sucks anyways. Bye. Yeah, I guess I do. So uh, Ryan, thanks for the uh, kind words, and have a great day. I hope you do. I hope you get. Find something better to do with your time, and I appreciate it. So, anyways, 
So as we're doing here, we're looking at what the week the week that was, and we're looking forward to the draft. But something big happened in the week that was for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it didn't happen directly to our team. It happened to our great rivals. The Baltimore Ravens did it again, and they drive me crazy because Ozzie Newsom was there. He's now gone. Eric DaCosta's there as the GM. And they're wizards. They do things like crazy there to get more picks, to get players all the time. This time they got rid of a player. They got rid of Pro Bowl right tackle Orlando Brown, son of the late Zeus Brown, who also played for the uh, Ravens and the Browns way back when. And I got to tell you, this is a trade that they made with the Kansas City Chiefs who desperately need help on that offensive line. They send them to them for what I think is a king's ransom. Back when the Native Americans got fleeced by the U.S., well, we weren't the U.S. then, but fleeced by us to purchase Manhattan for like $24, that might be a better deal than what the Kansas City Chiefs the chances Kansas City Chiefs gave up everything. So the Ravens have a first round pick. They have three other picks. Now they're give, giving away their second round pick, but they're getting the third round pick this year too. But it just seems like they gave a lot. And because of that trade, what's going to happen now? The Ravens need another left tackle. Now they were right tackle, whatever they're doing. I mean, you have the health of their big left tackle already to uh, look at who went down in the uh, Steeler game last year, last on November 1st. So that's something to go ahead and look at. But they might bring in Alejandro Villanueva. Here's the thing. Alejandro Villanueva, when the Steelers found out that he was visiting last week, the Ravens, not the Steelers, but the Steelers fans, some of you were up in arms about it. Some of you were really upset. How could he do it? We had one of our guys from our Slack channel, somebody here at BTSC is, would he even possibly consider going there? The guy doesn't have a job. The Steelers, unless there's something we don't know, Steelers haven't offered him a job. So he's a free agent with no prospect. I mean, doesn't know what he's going to be doing in the fall unless he wants to retire. Obviously, he has not put in retirement papers, so he probably wants to stick around in the league. So my question is this. Why is it so bad if he's wearing purple next year when we're not offering him anything in black and gold. So that's what I'm thinking here. I hope he ends up as a Baltimore Raven because once a stealer, always a stealer. And when we let you go, when we show you the door and you still want to play, go get a job. This is about your family. Get a job. And if it's with the Ravens, hey, it's our loss, their gain. Whether And we're not talking about how he's gotten older and uh, maybe his skills have deteriorated. That's not what we're talking about here. 
we're talking about the fact that we can't expect a player not to go get another job elsewhere. So that's, that's what I'm thinking. So just like I said with Bud Dupree, I will stand up and I will clap for him when he runs into that stadium out of the tunnel wearing Tennessee blue, white, and red, and silver, and all those colors. So that is that is the big thing here. So you can't be upset if Big Al is a Raven. And I, I would cheer for him, too, for all the service that he had here. He was great. He, uh, he did his own thing. And uh, as Timothy says, he hasn't officially signed yet, not until after the draft. But you know, you know how things happened. And we saw it with the Tyson Alulu thing too. Yeah, it's what if the Steelers end up not getting an offensive tackle in the draft? We just talked about this recently. If the Steelers were signing them, we would signing him, we would think that they were going to sign him after the draft. What if they don't get what they want and they go for another position? And they go to him and say, hey, instead of going to Baltimore, we'll give you this or we'll match it. Uh, and he wants to come back. Just like Tyson Alulu. We should, this just happened. You know, that could possibly happen too. But let's not fault a guy for leaving. Especially when it's really, we didn't offer him a chance to come back. Or at least so we think. That's what I'm saying. So I know it would stink to see him in black and purple, but I'm not thinking about the player. I'm thinking about the man and the uh, man and his family. So that's what I'm hoping. Now we have some other things here too. And wow, I see uh, I see a very close family friend in the uh, live chat. So nice to see you here. Great to see you. This first time I've seen you in the live chat. Nice to see you. Um, I got to tell you, the Steelers are looking good in this draft. No matter where they go, they can they can screw this up, sure. I just don't really think they're going to screw this draft up because if they don't get the guy that you think they should get, they know who they're getting. So if they don't get a running back in the first round, they're going to get the center or the left tackle or maybe a corner because a corner is up there as well. Not just because of the Justin Lane thing. Don't think that they were looking at a corner way before Justin Lane went 89 and a 60. Stay in the right lane, Justin Lane. Bad joke. Uh, we call him Lustin Jane here because Jeff Hartman mentioned him on one show back in the fall. And we didn't want to mention his name. And he, uh, he got all up in arms about the fact that Jeff was talking about uh, him not being ready to uh, start in a second year, as far as that goes. So with Justin Lane being arrested, I, I don't think it's going to change their, their draft picture whatsoever. If they're going to draft a corner high, and we talked about them drafting a corner high with Steven Nelson gone and with Joe Hayden, getting up there in years and having one year left on his contract. Now he can still be extended. They could still do something like that, but I don't think Justin is going to change the draft order. But if we get back to the fact that if they get a center in the first round, they're going to get the running back in 
maybe not the second, as I don't think Javante Williams is falling. Let's say maybe the third or the fourth, they're going to bring in running back talent. They're going to bring in a center. It might not be the guy you want. It might not be Creed Humphrey. And it might not be a left tackle right away, but you're going to get him. You're going to get those guys in that mix. So that's kind of what's going to happen. Don't worry about drafting corners. Timothy Coleman, I see you. I, I get it. Haven't had the greatest luck in, in drafting corners. There's been a few there. Keenan Lewis was a good pick in the third round in 99. Another good pick was William Gay in the fifth round in 1997. Excuse me, 2000, 2007 and 2009. My gosh, I'm having trouble with my decades here. Must be sleeping in a tent for the last two days. So, yeah, we Artie Burns situation. Remember, Artie Burns, that thing, they went completely against what Rick Hoover is saying here. Rick Hoover says draft the BPA in this draft. Yes, and I agree with you. And the BPA could be one of those guys. Do not draft the position. So whatever they draft, they're going to draft the best, but they're going to get the best player available in the second round, the third round, and they kind of do that. Artie Burns' situation, he was the sixth corner taken in the 2016 draft. They would have waited another, okay, what? They picked him at 25. If they waited another 13 picks, they get Xavier Howard, who was almost defensive player of the year last year behind TJ Watt and, of course, the winner, Aaron Donald. But they did not get William Jackson the third. Cincinnati took him right before they picked. They had their heart set on this guy. And what did they do? They panicked. They don't normally do that. If you look at who they draft, they don't really panic that way. So what happened? They're like, okay, we got to get a corner. We like this Artie Burns guy. They took him. It was just the wrong move. But if you look back in the last 20 years of drafting, I could count less on one hand. On one hand, but maybe about four times that didn't love the pick that they made and that it didn't work out. And if you do it, I mean, right away, we're saying 16 because we're saying Artie Burns. We're going to say 13 because of Jarvis Jones. We're not saying 18 yet. You know, that the I mean, the jury's still out. Terrell Edmonds could have a 10-year career here. He hasn't done anything horrible. He just has not been a first ballot Hall of Famer. He hasn't been a pro bowler. But He's a great compliment to Minka Fitzpatrick, and it's working. I know Minka wasn't there when they drafted him. So, you know, everybody's split on Terrell Edmonds, but, you know, they might offer him that uh, fifth-round tender. We just don't know what's going to happen there. Sean Davis, I consider him drafting a safety, and they've they've had some luck, luck with safeties. So he came out as, as a safety, Tim, so... I'm probably going to not mention him there. Um, I like how Bing Boing, Boing Boom, sorry, Boing Boom says Edmonds is not a bust. He's not Minka, but he is also not Mike Mitchell. Jordan Bauschner says Sutton. Hey, they gave Sutton another contract. So that's that's kind of one of the things that you really can't say. 
But look, look at this. The teams that get the great corners, the teams that get Jalen Ramsey, they're drafting these guys high. If the Steelers were in the top 10, the top 15, now I, I agree what I'm saying here is not going to you know, change how they evaluate talent and you know, getting a guy in the second round, the third round, I, I get it. But if you're going to get that blockbuster corner, you're going to have to get them early. It's just like a quarterback. You want to get a quarterback in the first 12 picks, just like I really think you want to get a corner in the first 12 picks. There's some good guys out there. If they decide that they're okay with the back issues of Caleb Farley, they're going to draft Caleb Farley. But that's weird because he might fall. He might fall to them. Then they've got to they've got to make it a decision at that point. What if a guy like Patrick Sertain, the second falls? I he's not going to. I doubt it. But what if he does? If he's there, they they'll probably take him. He'd be a great value. But the thing about it, they can't they can't get somebody at 24 and expect him to be amazing at corner. He could be good. He could be solid. There's, there's those guys that end up working out. But what I'm saying here is it's just like that quarterback position, corner quarter. You got to get those guys early. When Ben Roethlisberger fell in their lap, remember they weren't expecting to get Ben Roethlisberger. Everybody in Pittsburgh, and that was one draft that I was 24-7 coverage, and just as a fan, I was all over. And we, if you don't remember, we were reserved for the fact that Phillip Rivers was going to be the next quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. There was no doubt in anybody's mind. Then Eli Manning happened. Eli said no San Diego. So they make that deal but they knew that San Diego valued Rivers over Roethlisberger. And I think a lot of that has to do with they just, they were six years removed from the debacle that was another Manning draft. Manning going number one to Indy in 1998 and Ryan Leaf going number two to San Diego. Ryan Leaf reminded, excuse me, Ben Roethlisberger reminded some people of Ryan Leaf during the draft process. And I, you know, I don't have confirmation on this. I just know in my mind that that's what San Diego was thinking. So they valued Rivers did not want Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger fell to number 11. That's kind of the way that you want to get those quarterbacks early. In that same draft, the the uh, Buffalo Bills traded up to get J.P. Lozman. So he was the fourth quarterback on the board. Kind of a stretch. And you know what? When you stretch for a guy like that, doesn't work out. So that that trade-up didn't work out. So you want to get the good ones. So this year, we're talking about a quarterback. People say, hey, maybe the Steelers could take a quarterback. You don't want them to take one at 24. You want them to trade up to get one if they're going to do it. Because a lot of those guys are going to be gone. And then you settle, just like you did with Artie Burns. So that's what BPA means. Now, I want to go back to one more thing about players falling into your lap, the ones you don't expect to be there. 
And the best example is a story from 1987. Tony Dungy was the defensive coordinator for the Steelers at the time. And he goes to Chuck Knoll. And he says, you want to send me to Purdue to check out Rod Woodson? We know what we know all about him. But why are we wasting our time, Chuck? We shouldn't even go. He's never going to be there for us at number 10. So what happens? He falls to him. They snatch him up. Tony's like, I'm shocked. I never thought he'd be there. And it fell in their lap. Those kind of things can happen too. So all I'm saying, you struck gold with Rod Woodson. You struck gold with Ben Roethlisberger. Those guys fall. Some You're not always going to strike gold. But if you listen to Dave Schofield's stat geek from a couple weeks back, I believe a week and a half ago, he, he talks about the best player, the best teams in drafting overall in the last 20-some years. The best team in the AFC drafting is not the New England Patriots. And he used career average value from Pro Football Reference, and it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. The best team in the league was the New Orleans Saints. I think Detroit was in there too, and Detroit's never hasn't had a a great record. So, you know that's that's one of the things we look at here. So I tell you what, we talked about Alejandro Villanueva possibly becoming a Baltimore Raven, and we're going to not really talk about that, but we're going to talk about players when we come back after the break that left the Steelers and broke your heart. And we're going to do that right after the break here on BTSC. It's Tales from 2AM. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. 
offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.